Welcome to episode 131 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Today, we are talking about your metabolism, and we're talking about a way to increase your metabolism. Specifically, we're talking about NEAT. Now, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. If you've heard of it, it's going to be a great opportunity for you to figure out how to optimize it. And if you haven't heard of it, oh, you are in for a treat, going to blow your mind with the power of NEAT. Let's go. Hello, hello, my friend. In a post I shared earlier this week on weight maintenance, I mentioned NEAT and how impactful keeping one's NEAT up can be both on weight loss progress as well as one's ability to maintain that weight loss. Now, in the comment section, a commenter by the name of Connie asked if I had any other posts or videos on the subject, which I for sure do, like loads and loads and loads. Uh, perhaps I haven't posted on it in a minute. So I wanted to do a deep dive here today, increasing my clients and now my members. Um, so members of my Fitter After 40 group and members of my Aging Stronger Society group, increasing their need, helping them to do that is a large component of my programs for them. It's actually one of the pillars of my program for them, in fact. Very important subject. So let's do it. Let's talk about meat. To start with, let's look at your metabolism as a whole. Now, metabolism is all of the chemical processes that take place in your body to keep you alive. One of the ways to think about it is to think about all of the energy your body uses to function. We call this your total daily energy expenditure or your TDEE. There are four main components to TDEE, and this is going to sound like alphabet soup here today because they all have acronyms. Okay, so what is the largest part of your metabolism? What do you spend the most energy for? Remember, energy and calories, same thing that we're talking about here. Many people, if I said, what's the largest part of your metabolism? What do you use the most calories for? Many people would say, it's exercise, right? Exercise. And that's not actually correct. In fact, your EAT, your exercise activity thermogenesis, is actually likely the smallest component of your total daily energy expenditure. The largest being your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. This is all the energy it takes for you to just live. Like if you were laying in your bed doing nothing, the amount of energy it would take for you to breathe and think and blink and have functioning organs and pumping blood, all of those things, that's your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. And it represents 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. Now, is there anything you can do to impact that number? Well, it's important to know that it does vary based on size. A larger person is going to require more energy than a smaller person. So as you lose weight, this naturally decreases. But don't freak out about that. You can make up for that in other ways, including the main subject of the podcast today, which is meat. One other way is to build muscle. Now, the amount of calories your muscle burns at rest has been way overstated. Like it used to be something I'd hear all the time. People are like, you can build more muscle and you're just going to burn calories sitting on the couch. I think I actually used to, I'm sure I did. I used to even say that stuff. It's been way overstated, but the amount of calories it takes to support that muscle you build during training 
can be impactful. So building muscle can help there. All right, so your BMR accounts for 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. Another 10% is used for your TEF. That's the thermic effect of food or thermic effect of feeding. People call it both things. It means the same thing. It might not have ever occurred to you, but it takes energy, calories, to digest the food that you're eating. And that is what TEF is. It's all the energy you use digesting food. Interestingly, you can impact this number. You can increase your TEF by eating more protein because protein has the highest thermic effect of food. Out of the three macros, carbs, fats, and protein, it takes more energy, more calories to digest protein. So, you know, we know when it comes to both body composition for aesthetic and healthy aging, increasing protein is important and increasing your thermic effect of feeding is a nice bonus. So eat your protein. Now, the rest of your TDEE is your activity. So note, we're already at 70 to 80% of your TDEE. That last 30 to 40% comes from your activity. And there are two components of activity thermogenesis. There's eat and there's neat. Exercise activity thermogenesis and non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Eat is actually only about 5%. If you're like, what? What? How can that be? Like, I think about burning calories. I need to go out and run and get on my elliptical. Think about it this way. Even if you were a highly dedicated trainee, like you love your workouts so much that you work out every day for an hour a day, which by the way, there's no reason for you to be doing that. But let's just say on the far extreme, you did that. If we could even say two hours, let's say like you're working out two hours every single day. That's still 22 hours of the day you're not exercising. And then let's just say like you're a really good sleeper, you sleep for eight of those hours. That is still 14 hours of the day. You are not exercising and you are not sleeping. And this is where NEAT comes in, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Do you see how big of an opportunity you have to increase this. We're talking 14 hours a day for in this case, and likely it's going to be more because you're really exercising, you know, two hours a day. All of the calories your body uses for activity outside of structured exercise, that is neat. It is the most variable component of your TDEE because if you are sedentary, it's going to be a relatively small portion but on the other hand, if you were active, it can be a hugely impactful percentage and you have control over that. So what kinds of activities are neat? Well, we're talking about everything from fidgeting. Like if you are a more fidgety person, that person has a higher neat. Now, we're not going to suggest you start fidgeting to increase your need, but there are other things you can do. So fidgeting, getting up and down from your desk, packing your kid's lunch, shopping in Target, playing with the dog. Literally all the movement you do is neat. You can go about your life wherever you are, wherever it happens to be, and whatever your need is, that's what it is. Like that is one way to live and just be like, well, that's how much I move. 
you know, just let the chips fall where they may. Well, this is how much I moved today. I'm not really paying attention to it, not really focusing on it. Like that is an option you have. Or you could purposefully work to increase that number. And yes, now that it will be planned activity, it would technically be eat, exercise activity, thermogenesis, but we're not talking about strapping on your gym shoes to go for a jog here. We're talking about things like walk around Target an extra three times before you pay, get up from your desk and pace during your business calls, walk to the furthest bathroom in your office building to use the facilities. When you're watching your kids practice, like if you have to drive them to practice and sit outside instead of sitting in the car, walk the sidelines, walk around the park. So the most direct and easiest way to up your need is to begin tracking your steps. So here's my suggestion for you. Get a step tracker. It does not have to be a pricey step tracker. It does not have to be like an Apple watch or a Fitbit. It could be, and if you're a person who likes gadgets, maybe that would be motivating for you. But it could also just be a super cheap one. The first one I had was like 13 bucks I bought on Amazon. There's still plenty of cheap ones there. Okay, so get a step tracker. And at first, don't work to increase your steps. At first, work to have an understanding of how much you're currently moving. So pop that step tracker on and look to record your steps every day for a week. And then find your daily average, which you do by adding all seven digits. So each of the seven days uh, step counts, add those together and divide by seven. That will give you your daily average. And then look at that number. If it's under 7,500, we definitely want you to start increasing that. And even if it is 7,500, I'm, I'm telling you, we're still gonna want you to increase that. But we wanna get you at least to that minimum of 7,500. For a lot of people who are not tracking steps and who have um, an office type job, a job that has you sitting most of the day, uh, for many people, they're well under 7,500 steps. We don't want you to look and be like, okay, I'm at 30, I'm at 3,500, or I'm at 2,100, or I'm at 4,000. I don't want you to look at that and be like, I need to get to 7,500 or 10K or 12K. That's too big of a jump. We want this to be something that you can stick with. So my suggestion is that you start by increasing from whatever number you're at by 500 to 1,000 steps. So if you're at 4,000 steps, start working to increase that by 500 to 1,000 steps this week. So go to 4,500, or if it feels comfortable, go to 5,000. We want this to feel fairly comfortable for you. Like it's a little bit of effort. You're having to think about it and plan it, but it doesn't feel like it's taking over your life. Keep going with that number until it feels really habitual. So if you go from 4,000 to 4,500, Stay with that till it feels like a habitual part of your life. You've figured out how to get those steps in, and I'm going to give you suggestions in a moment for that. And do that. Maybe it'll take a week. Maybe it'll take two. Maybe it'll take three till that feels like a natural part of your life. Then go again by adding another 500 to 1,000 steps per day and do that again. And keep repeating that process until you're at minimum 7,500. That's a good baseline for taking advantage of some serious health benefits you're going to get for longevity. Uh, not to say that's the only place you should stop. Uh, a new meta-analysis shows that the health benefits of walking more increase exponentially for every thousand steps you add on and continuing to accrue, they looked at up to 16,000 steps and there were still additional benefits, significant additional benefits up in that 16, 17,000 steps where they stopped looking. Do I think 16,000 steps a day is reasonable? 
Well, if you live in a big city and you walk everywhere, maybe, maybe. When I spend a few days in New York City, I get there easily. It's easy to hit 16,000 steps if you're kind of touristing around New York City. I don't know if you're sitting at a job there, it would depend. At home, when I'm not on vacation in a walking type city, I drive everywhere. I live in a beautiful neighborhood and I can get outside and take walks, but I don't, I'm not like walking to run my errands. There's nowhere to go from where I'm at. I have to really work hard to hit 12,000 steps. Like really, it takes a lot of effort. I can hit 7,500 at this point in my life without trying too hard. A little bit of effort, but not too hard. 12K takes a lot for me. So over time, I want you to work at getting to that 7,500 and then past that, keep chipping away at getting more. There are additional health benefits. I think 10 to 12,000 steps is a reasonable amount that's not going to take over your life that is still going to get you plenty of additional health benefits. Now, if you're thinking, wait a minute, I thought 10K was the number. Everyone says 10K. It's super interesting. That number is actually not an evidence-based number. There was not any science that came out saying 10K is the number. That actually comes from a Japanese marketing campaign in the 60s associated with the Olympics. Um, this company was marketing a step tracker whose name, and I'm probably not going to get this name right. Um, it's a Japanese name, Manpo Kai. It's M-A-N-P-O-K-E-I. If anybody speaks Japanese, come and tell me how to pronounce it, uh, manpokai, and that translates to 10,000 steps meter. And so that's where this number comes from, is this marketing campaign um, for the step tracker in Japan. It's not saying 10K is a bad number. It's actually a good number to shoot for. I think it's a reasonable amount, you know, somewhere between 10 and 12,000 over time. If you're like, oh my gosh, I'm at 2,000 right now, don't worry about that number. Let's get you to 7,500 in a nice... Um, ratcheting up bit at a time kind of way. And then we can start talking about getting you to 10 or 12K. Now I'm gonna give you some suggestions on ways to increase your steps that doesn't feel burdensome. So my first suggestion is to add in either a morning or an evening walk. You could start really small. It could be like a five minute walk or a 10 minute walk right when you're like, maybe right before you go to work, you just go outside instead of getting in your car, you take a five minute walk. It could be right when you get to your office. It could be right when you get home from work for your evening walk or um, you know, right before you sit down to watch your favorite TV show. So anchor this walk to something you're already doing. Like I said, go out to my car, put my purse inside, take a walk around my neighborhood, come back and leave. Or I finish eating dinner and I go for my walk. That's another good one is to after every meal, walk for five to 10 minutes. So after breakfast, put my breakfast dishes in the dishwasher, go for a walk. After lunch, clean up after my lunch, throw away my mess, go for my walk. After dinner, clean the dish, put up, clean up the dishes, go for a walk. Those are really great anchor points. And if you did that even just five minutes a day to start, it's going to impact your step bottom line. And realistically, once you get outside or wherever it is you're walking, most people will walk for more than five minutes. Another good suggestion to get in more steps is to set an alarm for a certain number of steps each hour. And many step trackers will kind of give you a little nudge to do this and work to get that many steps in every single time that that little thing dings, get up and, you know, walk for two minutes or walk for 500 steps or 250 steps. Another good suggestion is to give yourself a bright line that when you are on a phone call, you walk. You are making a phone call, receiving a phone call, you stand up and walk. Pace in your office, pace in the hallway, pace outside. Phone time is walking time. 
Another suggestion is to choose a Netflix series or a podcast that you only watch or listen to when you walk. This can be something that is really motivating because if there's a show you like, you'll keep watching because your rule is I only watch or listen to this when I'm walking. This is something I used every single day when I was really ill in, at the beginning of what year was that? <laughs> it was the beginning of 2021. Yeah, the beginning of 2021, when I was recovering from pneumonia and long haul COVID, I was not allowed to walk outside because it was winter and my doctor, uh, I was having lung troubles. And my doctor said until it was over 45 degrees, I was not to be outside. Well, good luck with that in Pennsylvania. Most days it was not. And so I did most of my walking inside and I was trying to get, you know, that 75 to 10,000 steps. That's a lot of walking to do inside. So I started watching The Crown and I watched all, I think it was four seasons I was made. Yeah, four seasons. I watched all of it from start to finish while I was walking. If it was on, I was walking. It's just, you know, I would walk for at least one episode. Sometimes I'd do more than one episode because I was super into it. So I would keep walking and I would literally go up and down my steps to the bottom of my house. I have a three level house. So the basement, I walk around the basement, come up the steps, walk around the main floor of the house, go up the steps walk in the upstairs hallway, come back down the steps, you know, or maybe go back up and walk around my bedroom, kind of wherever I wasn't bugging people, that's where I would pace. It's a really good option. It's not as enjoyable. It doesn't give you those kind of like mental benefits of being out in nature, but it's still a viable option to get in more movement. All right. One final suggestion is to decide to walk two or three laps around a store before and after shopping. So you get to the grocery store before you actually start putting things in your cart. You walk around the store two or three times. You finish your shopping, walk around two or three times. Or you could do it in the parking lot um, if it's a nice day. Now, you will likely need some combination of all of those things to get to your goal of 7,500 and then increasing to 10 to 12,000. You're going to need a combination of those and you're likely going to have to troubleshoot. That is a normal process. All right. In bad weather, so winter or summer, you might need to adjust. I'm not getting in long early morning walks right now because it is so cold. It's colder than the polar bears behind here right now. So I adjust. I walk more in target. I head to the track at the local Y. I walk in the middle of the day. So you're likely going to have to troubleshoot just like I do. Maybe it's too hot where you live or it's too cold where you live. Who knows what's going on with your job? This is normal. It is a process, but every bit you increase can help you with weight loss, weight maintenance, and prolonging your life. And that last one is pretty dang cool. All right, I'm actually heading out for a walk here in just a minute. If you need a little inspiration to get going on your walks, catch me on my Instagram stories. I am on there almost every day showing you my walk and yelling at you in the kindest way possible to get up. All right. I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.